All right. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. I'd like to welcome all of the prayer warriors, prayer partners, intercessors, gatekeepers, men and women that stand in the gap and pray uh, this morning. Our, our overcomers, uh, more than conquerors and warriors for Christ this morning. We thank you for thanking it not, Robert, to join us this morning. Uh, this is a 6 a.m. Sunday morning, January the 19th, 2020. And we're gathering this morning to pray. Uh, we're still talking about the love of God that will reach many out there that right now is without love and looking for love, some looking for it in all the wrong places. But we know that God has provided for us a reminder through his word of how much he really loved us that he gave his only begotten son. And we started out talking about the relationship, the love relationship. You know, you don't have a relationship unless there's some love involved in it. Amen. And so we, we started out by talking about that love between the father and the son that have trickled down to us. Amen. And so it just keeps flowing from us to others. And, and it starts with the Father and the Son. It flows right on down to, the, the, you know, to us and on out to the rest of the world. And so we thank the Lord this morning that we also have God's Holy Spirit to help us. The Father and Jesus loved us so much that they sent the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, to be able to help us right now to continue to show this love as we learned yesterday. Another beautiful love gift from the Father, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, to teach us things that we have not yet learned and to bring things back to our remembrance that we did learn from Jesus's teaching. And we're going to learn some more of those things this morning from the teachings of Jesus Christ while he was on this earth. And I'm so blessed this morning and so grateful this morning that I, I'm able to have access to what he did, what he said he did and how he did it. And he proved it through a demonstration of that love. He didn't just say he loved us. Father didn't just say he sent his only begotten son, but he demonstrated it. He carried it out. He didn't, he didn't start to die. He did die. And then he rose again on the third day and he's alive today. Amen. To continue to allow that love of the father to flow through us. Amen. And so we want to talk about the benefit this morning of the resurrection and how it played in, uh, and what role it played and the love that we now experience from the Father. So we're going to take a look at that in the scripture this morning. Uh, we're going to be taught by Jesus because this is Jesus is teaching his disciples to remind them of what he had said when he was with them. Now that we're looking at it this morning ourselves, and you got to imagine just how it impacted those disciples when they heard it. Amen. And so I hope and pray this morning that when you hear it this morning, as we read it in your hearing, that the resurrection will be more than something you think about Easter and, and, and all of that and the Passover when you celebrate. But I want you to connect it to the love that the Father had for us, that he did not allow his son not to go all the way and completely pay that price, but his son was willing to do that. The only begotten son of the Father, full of grace and truth, was willing to make that sacrifice. Amen. And he didn't attempt it. He actually completed it. So therefore, the price is fully paid for our salvation. That's the love of God right there, that he didn't start to pay the price. He paid the price through his son. He sacrificed him, but he, but he didn't leave him dead. He let him die so that the price could be paid. And when you read in the book of John, chapter 19, verse 30, you'll hear Jesus say, it is finished, and he gave up the ghost. Amen. But it didn't stop there. It started there because he got up out the grave and he rose again. 
And so we now have access through the love of the father, that finished work and him getting up out of that grave. We have, we have access to resurrection power. I'm talking about resurrection power. That means dead works, dead dreams, dead people can be resurrected through the love of the father, through the resurrection power of God that flows from the father as, as, as a token of his love for us. You know, we like to say, you know, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. But there is so much more wrapped up in that statement. And we're going to look at another part of that, probably one of the most significant parts of that this morning. And we want to be able to understand it as another level of love that the father bestowed upon us this morning. So we're going to look at that, break that down and talk about that as we go uh, before the throne this morning. But let's go ahead and check in this morning with our prayer this morning. Abba, Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in this earth as it is in heaven. Lord, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is your kingdom, Father, the power and the glory. It all belongs to you. So we just thank you this morning, Holy Spirit, for helping us this morning, bringing everything back to our remembrance this morning, teaching us, taking us into a deeper revelation, a deeper understanding of what all the Father did for us through sending his son Jesus, that, that love uh, gift that he sent to us to express his love to us through sacrificing his only begotten son and not leaving him in the grave after he finished dying. It is by the full merits of his death, burial, and resurrection that we now today have access to the love of the Father. We have the ability to love others today only because of all that he did, all that was compacted into his death, burial, and resurrection. We now are benefactors of that. And so we thank you this morning and we praise you this morning for the resurrection power that's now available to us Oh, God, we give you praise this morning. Help us, Holy Ghost, to understand the magnitude, the level, the depth, the height, the breadth, the width of God's love for us, especially as we open up the word this morning and learn about the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. When he got up out of that grave, Lord, life began for so many and is still being offered today. And this is the love of the Father for many, Lord God, the day too can be resurrected to life through the love of the Father. So as we open it up this morning, we ask your Holy Spirit to lead and guide and direct our thoughts, direct our minds this morning. Help us to get our minds wrapped around what all went into the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. What was the motivation? You know, why did he do it? He did it because he knew that man was in trouble and man could not save himself. And there was a price on us that had to be paid. And Jesus was that price that was paid, and it was paid in full. Therefore, we have received the full benefit. We are the benefactors. Amen. The will has been in effect since Jesus got up out of that grave. And so we thank you this morning. We don't forget all of your benefits that came to us through the sacrifice of your son. And so it's by the full merits of Jesus Christ's finished work on the cross that we now have salvation, forgiveness of sin. And Lord God, we have mercy. We have grace new every morning, fresh manner from heaven this morning. So we thank you as we open up this word this morning that you would reveal to us revelation knowledge about the resurrection, Lord God. Help us to understand and see it as love, uh, a love uh, uh, endeavor from the Father that his son should die and get up out of that grave to let us see the power of the love of the Father to raise his son up that other sons and daughters can be raised up from being spiritually dead 
that they too may be brought alive. And so it's through the love of the Father. So, Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor that it was the love Jesus had for you that allowed him to go in that grave and die, complete that work, to be sac separated from the Father just long enough to die and to get up out of that grave and be brought back to life by the power of God. Father, you promised to raise him up, and you did. Jesus, you promised to get up, and you did. And so, Father, you promised to send us a comforter, and you did. And you promised us, Lord God, that without the resurrection and our belief in the resurrection, that we have no, no, way, to you, no way to get to you, no way to benefit anything that you've done. So that was a complete work that was done. And so, Father, we thank you that it was done through the love of the Father for his people, Lord God. And we thank you, Jesus, for your obedience all the way unto death. And then you fulfilled everything that you had said that you would as a demonstration of the love of the Father. It wasn't cheap talk. You actually did it. And for that, we ought to be glad this morning that our Savior, he has, he has gotten up out of that grave and he is at the right hand of the Father this morning. He's still loving from the right hand of the Father. He's still doing miracles. He's still providing salvation. He's still drawing men and women to him this morning. And so we thank you that there's still no other name by which men can be saved because no one else has died for, for man's sins but Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Father, and we praise you, Father, for your son's death, burial, and resurrection. Therefore, we are saved by grace through faith because of that finished work on the cross. It was a work of love. It was a labor of love because the price had to be paid. And we thank you for it this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So let's go there real quick to the uh, book of John, the 16th chapter. And we're going to look at verses uh, 16 this morning. And we're going to try to run through this chapter and finish it up. But I want you to get the picture that, you know, sometimes people don't like to talk about death. Uh, they don't they don't they don't understand death and love and how they how they work together. And the only time you should look at it in that 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 regard is death and love is the the love of Jesus Christ that you know he died for a reason he went in the grave for a reason he got up out of the grave for a reason amen that the love of the father could continue to be extended to those of us who have benefited and others that will benefit and so if you keep it real right there don't try to add nothing else to it or take nothing else from it you know, you will understand. And, and if you like me, it'll cause a rejoicing in your heart that, you know, and I don't want you to be selfish about this. I'm getting ready to say is that, you know, we, we have been so blessed because of what somebody else did, you know, and I want you to boast in that. I want you to brag about that. I want you to talk about that. That's how you can demonstrate your love back to him, you know, is to talk about what he did and not what we do but talk about what he did so we can do what we do. Amen. And so if you're going to make a boast, make a boast in the Lord, his finished work. I'm glad about the resurrection because I would have been doomed. You would have been doomed. We would have been doomed. None of us would be here right now talking about the love of the father. If it wasn't for him getting up out of that grave, that the love could continue, could continue to, to be in our hearts by the Holy Ghost as Romans five and five say, it will continue to be able to be be extended because he said the greatest commandment is you love others as you love yourself, your neighbor as yourself. So there's an opportunity for that love to continue to do in the heart of man what it has done in the heart of many before us. And he says, even as sin is abounding, the love of many are waxing cold, you know. But I thank the Lord this morning that 
we won't let it wax cold in us because we understand the price that was paid for it, that it might reach many. We understand the benefit. I mean, I love the thought of knowing that I'm loved by my heavenly father. I'm loved by his son and I'm loved by his Holy Ghost that's here to help me right now. Amen. As we learned yesterday. So let's go right here and look at the word real quick. Uh, we're in the book of John chapter 16. We want to look at verse 16. Amen. And it says, a little while and ye shall not see me. And again, a little while and ye shall see me because I go to the father. Now, this is Jesus having this conversation with his disciples. They have been with him. They have witnessed his teaching. They've been taught by him. They've experienced his love. They've been on the receiving end of his love. And I'm talking about physical love. He was actually physically right there with them, loving them, teaching them, uh, you know, exposing them to the kingdom of the father, exposing and revealing to them the love that the father had for them. And this is all new to them. This is amazing to them. They've never heard language like this. They've never heard anybody teach like this. So this is all brand new to them. And for, for us, some of the people that we're going to encounter, this love message that's going to hit some people through podcasts and anchor and these platforms that God is opening up, man, it's going to be like an eye opener for them. Because some people have never heard this truth before, but God wants them to hear it because we know faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know, Romans 10, 17, God want them to hear it because if something happens when you begin to hear about what the father did through the son that loved the world so much that he gave him, when you begin to hear that, I mean, the complete plan of salvation, man, it will stir you up. It'll prick you in your heart. It'll encourage you. It, it, it did me when I read it again last night, read it again this morning. It just did something to me. And I know it will have that same effect on a listener or a hearer that's empty, that don't have love, think they have love, looking for it in all the wrong places. I know it will have an astounding uh, effect on them if they hear it. Amen. Just like it's doing for these disciples right here who had been with him and he'd been saying some real good stuff to them. And now all of a sudden he's talking about resurrection and what's going to happen through the resurrection. And they're like, wait a minute, you know, and he says, yeah, I'm with you right now, but in a little while, I'm not going to be with you. How is that going to be so? But let's, let's look at some more right here. So the resurrection was a very perplexing moment for them. He went from like, I mean, they following him around. They eating up every word, man, that he's telling them. And now they're perplexed for a minute because he's talking about resurrection. He's talking about dying. He's talking about, you know, going in a grave and then talking about getting up again. Well, Jesus knew exactly what he was talking about. But the disciples was yet to find out what he was talking about. There's a lot of us that know exactly what he's talking about. And some people that we know through this podcast is getting ready to hear it for the first time. And they're going to know. And it's going to be perplexed for some people. But eventually, the Bible says the word of God will go out. It won't come back void. So we just got to get it out there. And thank God for opening up these, these platforms that we're able to get it out there. And we'll let the word do what God sent it to do. He said it ain't coming back void. But we got to get it out there, you know, and let it perplex some people. If it'll get them saved, let it perplex them. I was perplexed when I first heard it. But it shed some light on how big a sinner I was. And before you know it, I accepted it. I believed it. And it freed me. And that's what he says in John 8, 32. I want you to know the truth. But I want you to know the truth and the truth make you free. You know, that love came through that truth. Even though it was perplexed, it was hard to hear. But it let me know, man, that I was in a miserable place. And I couldn't do nothing to help myself. And that love just hit my heart, man. And before you know it, I was repenting. I was crying. I was boo-hoo, alligator tears, you know. But it saved my life to know all that he did. And so I can understand the perplexity that it's having on these disciples right now. 
hearing it coming from him. And then he goes on in, um, in verse 17, it says, Then said some of his disciples among themselves, What is this that he saith unto us? Don't sound like love right now. It's perplexed. A little while, and ye shall not see me. And again, a little while, and ye shall see me. And because I go to the Father. I got to go back to the Father so the complete cycle of what he sent me to do can be complete. I got to go back so I can be glorified with him so that we can send you back the comforter. Somebody's going to help you. You know, I finished my earthly task. I got to go back now and be glorified to the Father because you're going to need an advocate in heaven. And you're going to need the Spirit of God to be down there on earth with you to continue to teach you and to continue to bring things back to you. All this is a part of the plan of salvation. All this is a part of the, the love of the Father for us and for others that are yet to come. And so it's very perplexing to, to hear this the first time and understand it. So I can understand what these disciples were up against. He's talking like this. It puzzled them. And sometimes to talk about the death, burial, and the resurrection puzzles the many people. That's why a lot of people today are going after other religions because this don't make no sense to them. It's very perplexing. It's very puzzling. But this is where the power is at. This is the truth that can make men free. There's no other word. There's no other power, you know, that can make men free. But this truth right here, you know, in verse 18, he goes on to say, uh, they said, therefore, what is this that thou sayest? Uh, a little while we cannot uh, tell what he saith. It wasn't for them yet to know. Okay, he was going to finish what he was doing and they were going to know. I'm, I'm, I'm so amazed by God. He'll tell you something first before he go out and do it. It's like he wants to educate you and teach you. And then he, he comes back and follow us up with some corresponding action. Man, I wish saints of God could, could do that right there. It's not only serve him in word, but also in deed. Because he says in James, have brother Jesus, he said, be not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work. Now here's Jesus telling them what's going to take place, just like he's still doing today. We got his word telling us what's going to take place. That's why I love to read the prophecies of, of all the prophets, the original prophets, and not some of these fake people out here right now. They tell you stuff, but I like to foretell what has already been foretold because that's what God is going to do. That's what he's going to do, what has already been foretold. That's why he said that, you know, there, every house that's built is built on the platform or the foundation of the prophets and the apostles. He ain't talking about some of these folks running around out here right now that is among us today, false prophets. He's talking about what has already been foretold. And here's a perfect example right here. You can call Jesus a prophet if you want to. He's prophesying right here, that's for sure. When he tells them something and then he's going to do what he said, but they already have knowledge of it. So we're getting foreknowledge of what God is going to do through what he's already done. Amen. And some people are going to hear it for the first time to God be the glory. There was the first time when we heard it and look at us right now. We want more of it. We're craving it right now. We love the word of God. It's like food to our spirits, you know. And so let's go on here, man, and see. 19, he says, now Jesus knew that they were desirous to ask him and saith unto them, do ye inquire among yourselves of that I said a little while and ye shall not see me and again a little while and ye shall see me. I'm going to send myself back to you through the comforter. I'm going to send you the promise of my father where you will still have Emmanuel, God with you. It's just going to be he going to be the third person of the Godhead body. 
but we all make up the Godhead. There's no difference in us. We just have different functions. You know, it's the Father, it's the Son, it's the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> We're like three in one. You know, you see me, you've seen the Father. You see him, you've seen us, you know. And so I love it, man. That's how they, I'm, I know they're puzzled here. They're saying, how are he going to be with us and he's leaving? They just didn't understand right away. But that's what I love about Jesus and, and the Father and the Holy Ghost. They tell you things before they happen. It's up to us to believe it before it happens. Some people say, well, I believe it when I see it. If you don't believe it, you're not going to see it. not how God operates because that wipes out faith you have to come to him and believe that is who he say is he gonna do what he said he's gonna do and if and if love of the father draw you to that point then he'll reveal it to you let's go on in verse 20 he says verily verily I say unto you that ye shall weep and lament but the world shall rejoice and ye shall be sorrowful but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. I'm going to make this known to you. I'm going to demonstrate it. I'm going to show it to you because I'm a God who always follows up what I say with corresponding action, action that corresponds to what I told you. I ain't going outside of what I told you to make you happy or to make you sad. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to go exactly by fulfilling what I said I was going to do. That ought to make you happy. That ought to make you rejoice. Or it's going to be a stumbling block for many. You know, he tells it all right there. He lays it out. It even got more perplexing. So wait a minute. Some going to be sorrowful. Some going to rejoice. Yeah, because not everybody going to want to know the truth or hear the truth. You know, it'd be sorrowful for some people. He even said that some folks are going to stumble all over this, you know. But the fact still remains that it's the same message for everybody who are looking for salvation, even the ones who are not. He don't give one message to some and a different message to all. His message is universal. Salvation is universal. Forgiveness is universal. It's made available for anybody. That's why he said, whosoever will, let them come. We have 4,200 different denominations out there right now. And while Jesus is delaying his coming, every one of those people that's following one of those religions, whether they're false or whether they're not, going to have to come to the Father the same way through Jesus Christ, acknowledging him. There's no other way. I don't care where they're at right now, what they believe right now or don't believe right now, but the Bible says that Jesus is the only way. John 14 and 6, he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. In other words, the power of my resurrection is available to raise you up from dead works, you know. To raise you up from dead works, to raise you up from dead prophecies and dead lies and false teaching, all those things that generate more dead work. You know, he's saying, My resurrection power will raise you up too. It'll bring you spiritually alive. You know. And so verse uh let's go a little further here, verse uh twenty-one, he says, A woman when she is in travail has sorrow because her hour is come but as soon as she is delivered of the child she remembers not no uh, she remembers no more the anguish for joy that a man is born into the world i love how jesus uses these natural occurrences to try to teach a very profound message 
And I think they understood clearly what he was saying. What he was saying was looking, using natural birth to create a, a spiritual picture here that they could understand what he was saying. In other words, I'm planting seeds in your lives right now. And if that seed falls, just like I fell in the ground and died, but I'm not alone anymore because except the seed fall in the ground and die, it abides alone. And he's saying, just like when a woman conceived, it might be tough at the beginning. She might go through some travail, some travail and some pain. And sometimes when you give your life to the Lord, that's what happens initially until you start to grow and mature and figure out the love of the Father. Now think about this. They are perplexed right now. And now here he's telling them, I understand your perplexity. I understand you're pu being puzzled right now. It's like you're going through travail right now, trying to trying to ingest and digest what he just said to you. Been so long with you. You haven't understood nothing I've said. But now look at what, they, I mean, it's painful for them right now. They're, they're getting ready to lose the one that they gave up businesses and farm jobs and fishing industries and their professional careers to follow him to fish for men. And now you're getting ready to leave us? but I'm not going to leave you confident. That's a lot to swallow. That's a seed that got planted in them and it's, it's working in them right now to cause some of them to be sorrowful. That's sort of like that travailing pain that a mother goes through when she conceives. But at the end of that conception, man, when it's time to give birth, it's a beautiful feeling, man. And this is what the Lord is planning in them to let them know. Oh, it's going to get better. You just ride it on out right now. Every storm, man, after every storm, there'll be some sunshine. You know, that's what that's what love would do for you. It'll bring you through the storm. Love won't abandon you. Love won't forsake you. Listen at this. Nothing can separate you from that love. No pain, no struggles, no travail. You know, nothing past, nothing present. Nothing can separate us from the love of the father. Not even the pain and the suffering that we endure in this life. Not the perplexities. None of that. Because the resurrection has been complete. And now we have resurrection power available to us to get us through those times of puzzling, those times of, of, of travailing, you know, when we're trying to give birth to something, you know. And you think about that. This podcast is giving birth to other people that's out there somewhere, man, you know, in this world that's going to hear and benefit from this. We're travailing with it right now because we're trying to work out all the little kinks and bugs and bring a better quality product we still having problems with putting the phones on mute. You know, all these things are causing us to travail. But we're giving birth to something that's going to benefit a lot of people at the end of the day. You know, all these frustrations, these anxieties. Sometimes the technology don't want to work. We're travailing with this thing. We're giving birth, though. And when this thing finally springs forth and comes forth like God intended it, you know, like we desire it as we work on it, as we travail with it. Think about the birth that it's going to give to many people. Salvation is going to come to many people that don't have it right now. Don't know nothing about the love of the Father right now. All they know is, you know, that 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 brotherly love, you know, that love between them, you know, people, that fleshy love. You know. But when you start talking about the love of the Father, man, that gives birth to some things, but it's not without travail. And so verse 22, he says, And ye know, therefore, he said, ye know, ye, he said, ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again and your heart shall rejoice and your joy no man taketh from you. And so he's saying it's going to be irrepressible, irreparable. Nobody will be able to separate you from the love of the Father. 
you know, after this sorrow and you travail and you go through, man, and you begin to see the benefits of it, you know, I, I know it's, it's going to be hurtful for you that I'm not going to physically be there anymore. You won't be able to have these conversations and sit around as I'm teaching you. But he said, but a little while and I will, I will be with you. You know, I'm praying to the father. He's going to send you a confidence. He's going to send you some help. I'm coming back. You know, I'm coming back, but I'm coming back as the spirit of my father, the promise of the father. Verse 23, he says, and in the last days ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the father in my name, he will give it you. So there's a benefit right there. Okay, and we're going to end right there with the Bible said we'll finish this up in the morning with the rest of the scriptures all the way down to verse 33. But think about the resurrection right there when he made that statement. You know, he's saying, look, you know, through the resurrection, through the love of my father, I'm leaving right now, but I'll be back with you in a little while. I'm coming back. Okay. I'm coming back through the Holy Spirit. And he says, my father is going to give you open access in the meantime, in my absence, you're going to have access to the father, to the presence of God. Okay. That's, that's a promise that he made them, you know, and he says, the way you're going to do it is through prayer. The same way we're doing it this morning. This is our access to the Father. Look at what he just said. Now, he said, you haven't asked me anything, you know, yet. But when you ask me, my Father going to hear you and he going to answer you. Jeremiah 33 and 3 says, you know, when we call upon the name of the, the Lord, we call on the name of the Father. He hears us. He answers us. And he shows us great and mighty things. And this is what he's telling them. It's already been prophesied by Jeremiah, you know, you know, verse 23, he says, and in that day, he says, in that day, ye shall ask me, there's prayer right there. That's what prayer is, asking the father, verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask, whatever you shall pray, okay, the father in my name, that's key now, that's the access right there to the father, that's to get the answer right there, that's to be heard right there, that's to be shown great and mighty things right there. When the father hears that name, he knows that we understand the promise that he made us. He knows that we understand the resurrection. He knows that we understand the complete cycle of salvation. You know, and Jesus said right there, he will give it to you. And so we're believing right now that God is going to continue to add souls. They're going to be birthed into the kingdom because we're travailing right now in prayer. It is that effectual, fervent prayer that availeth much. We're hanging in there. We're still showing up. We're travailing. You know, we're pressing on. We're striving. You know, it's not easy for some of us sometimes, but we keep coming. We think it's not robbery. You know, we go through a lot sometimes, make sacrifices sometimes, you know, set aside an hour in the morning to get on this line. You'd probably rather be doing something else. So you are travailing. You're giving birth to something. And it's something that God is using right now. It's something that he gave to us. We give it back to him. And when we, when we, when we have challenges with it, we ask him. We pray to him and say, Father, we, we just need you to touch this over here. God, we need you to be able to give us wisdom how to work this out, how to make this better. And it's amazing how it just keeps getting better. It's because the Father hears us, he answers us, and he shows us great and mighty things. And so there are people right now coming into the kingdom of God. We are aware of them. We know by faith that it's happening. We know sometimes by correspondence that people correspond with us. They let us know that they're benefiting from this. I look at it sometimes and see how many readers that are reading, how many people are listening. So it's getting out there, y'all. We're giving birth. You know, we're travailing right now. We're laboring right now, but it's a labor of love. 
And so, Father, we thank you this morning and we praise you this morning, Lord God, because we're learning more about the benefits that we have through all that you did for us to demonstrate your love toward us. And that when we were yet sinners, Jesus Christ came and he died for us. But he didn't only die for us. He died for others. And we are extremely rejoice for this morning father we're not sorrowed by anything anymore because we now know the truth you have shed so much light on us through the word of god but you told us in psalms 119 you said at the entrance of that word it giveth light and so we thank you this morning that the light of the gospel has been shone in our hearts and we can see clearly now lord father that it was through your death through your burial and through your resurrection the complete cycle of salvation even beyond, even now, you're still giving birth to sons and daughters into this work. So we thank you and we praise you this morning, Father, that our travailing and making sure that we show up on this call, that we continue to pray, that we continue to lift up this message, that we continue to study your word and share your word, and we continue to pray according to your word. We continue to ask the Father in Jesus' name. We continue to access the presence of God as we gather together, Lord God. We know you come in the midst. We know we feel your presence right now. And therefore, Father, we know, God, that the word of God is being fulfilled, not only in our hearing, but God, what we hear others are able to hear this morning and we're praying in the name of jesus that the resurrection power of the father are reaching many right now that hear this for the first time that is convicting their hearts right now but father not to bring sorrow to them but to bring joy and rejoicing to them because some savior died for their salvation. And so, Father, we thank you that they'll understand that that was the love of the Father that loved this world so much when they didn't even know him. Even now, there are those that are lacking the knowledge of who Jesus is that right now for the first time, their ears are hearing this word because you said faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. We're praying that right now that there is a new day dawning for many right now that is on the receiving end of this word. And just like it perplexed and puzzled the disciples when they heard about his resurrection, but by and by the father began to reveal to them, Lord God, exactly what he meant. I'm praying and hoping this morning with the rest of my, with the rest of my prayer partners that are on this call that Lord, even right now, God, the things that we are hearing right now, that it's making sense, that you're shedding light on it, that it's giving birth right now to new revelation, Lord God, in their hearts, in their minds right now, that they will receive a boldness from the Holy Ghost, Lord God, and they'll be able to share, Lord God, that there's resurrection power available to you right now to pick you up, to bring things alive in you. My God, spiritual things, spiritual fruit, spiritual manifestations, Lord, because that's what the resurrection power of God would do for us. If Jesus was rose, rose from the dead, the same power of God will raise up many, many others, even those that are far off, even those that are spiritually dead right now, living out here in this world, God, as Ezekiel prophesied, can these bones live, these dry bones. God, the world right now is full of dry bones, but we're praying that through the love of the Father, Lord God, even those where hearts have waxed cold right now, we're praying that the resurrection power of God will sweep through the valley of dry bones out here called this world, this 
this untoward generation right now. And God, that these bones will begin to live again, that you bring life back to them. Let the love of the Father right now sweep through the land in every dry place this morning. God, we ask that you wed it with your love this morning. Bring some life back to it this morning. Let the love of the Father begin to minister, Lord God, in these dry places this morning. We send out that love this morning. We send out the love message this morning. We pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that the resurrection power of the Father this morning will be communicated, Lord God, as an act of love and a labor of love, oh God, that Jesus, Lord God, who died, who was buried and who got up out of that grave, just like he said, and fulfilled everything that was foretold about him, that you were going to send us a savior, Lord, and that whoever believes on him, Lord God, they will never perish, but have everlasting life. Even if we have to travail, Lord God, hallelujah, Lord God, as they prevail, even if we got to go through perplexing situations in our life, God, we're praying in the name of Jesus, that the resurrection power of God will raise us up from above all of it, that we'll rise above it, that we may continue to show forth, O Lord God, show forth, O Lord God, show forth your love, O God, show forth your praise, O Lord God. Let others know that you might be known by others, O God, that you died, you were buried, but you didn't stay in the grave. You got up, and therefore others can get up today. Others can, can come to life today, God. It's through the love of the Father. And so we're praying right now for all those hearts that have waxed cold, that have fallen away, backsliders, oh God. The Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, that they'll put their lives on pause just long enough to make an intelligent decision that I'm going back to my father's love. I'm going back to my father's house. We pray against this morning and bind up and run the powerless harmless and ineffective and cast out and pull down this morning. Every prodigal son spirit that have, have snatched your sons and daughters Lord, out of the place of love this morning and taken them into a deep place where they're living like swine and pigs right now. They're living off the scraps of this life. God, when you meant for this life to be abundant to us. And so father, we pray this morning in the name of Jesus that you resurrect your sons and daughters daughters from that pig pen of life out of that particle son mindset this morning and bring them back into the fold this morning as only you can draw them lord let the resurrection power of god begin to raise them up right now and lord god let them come to their right mind and declare i'm going back to my father's house where i was loved and where i felt the, the fellowship of the saints and where i drew strength and i was encouraged and so father we thank you for there is such a place lord god that our Father has prepared for us, Lord, that we may be able to taste and see that the Lord is good. But you said, they who dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. And we will say of the Lord, he is our refuge and our fortune. And in him do we put our trust. And so we thank you right now that birth is being given to many sons and daughters right now, all over the place, everywhere, God, that is on the end of receiving end of this podcast. Our listeners out there, God, we're praying to let this be music to their ears this morning, that the resurrection power of God is available right now <clears throat> to raise up dry bones, God, right now, that are without life, Lord. They're living in the flesh, but God, they don't know life until they live it in the spirit, Lord God. And so we're praying right now. We're calling sons and daughters right now to the love of the Father. We're praying right now that your name be exalted and lifted up in all of these places where they're worshiping another God because you said, blessed is the nation whose Lord is our God. And so we're praying right now that your love be poured out in all of these places, these war-torn places, these hateful places, these places of dictatorship, these places, oh Lord God, where people are, are perishing, they're starving, Lord God, they're 
where people are being murdered, Lord God, and so beaten, oh Lord God, and persecuted, God, unmercifully, oh God, by leaders, oh God, and by others, oh God, whose heart have waxed very cold toward life. And so, Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus that you pour out your spirit of love as we lift up your name this morning, Lord God. Let the resurrection power of God minister to these places, oh God. Minister to these souls, oh God. Let it show up, Lord God, and deliver your people, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, God. There are many out there that have been travailing, trying to give birth to a, a decent life for their children, trying to make ends meet, Lord. They're travailing right now, but God, we're praying in the name of Jesus that through their struggles, Lord God, that they will give birth to something so magnificent, something so wonderful. Even now, God, as we labor, Lord God, there is travail. People are puzzled about what we're doing, Lord God. Some people are perplexed by what we're doing because we're not doing it their way. But Father, you get all the glory. You get all the honor. You get all the praise. And God, we pray, be thy will, that you use this podcast. You use this creating a proud culture for God, for your glory, Lord God, that benefits so many right now. Lord God, that are spiritually ignorant, that are spiritually lost, that are spiritually devastated, and they're looking for love, and they're looking for peace, and they're looking for answers, and they're, they're looking, Lord God, for a better life. They're looking for a more quality life. They're looking for something that they can stake their life on, stake their future on. And Father, we know, God, that mankind is, 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 is failing because they're trying to live on this earth, trying to govern their affairs, trying to live a life, God, that's pleasing without a relationship with the one who loved us so much that he gave himself. His name is Jesus. And so we're praying, Lord God, that through his death, his burial, and his resurrection, that many sons and daughters can be birthed into the kingdom, even yet let the resurrection power of God, Lord, let it continue to be preached and taught and shared with others, God. And we thank you and we praise you right now that salvation, Lord, have come to many through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That was the love of the Father. It was complete. The price was completely paid. And so we thank you right now, God, that after we have suffered for a while, we shall arise, Lord God. And so we thank and praise you this morning in Jesus' name for the love of the Father that was demonstrated through the resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. And therefore, many, many sons and daughters that are spiritually dead shall be resurrected this morning in Jesus' name as a result of this word. Let it not come back void, but let it do what you please and the purpose for which you sent it. We thank you for it this morning. We love you this morning. We appreciate you this morning, Father. We love you this morning. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.